Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another edition of the Brothers Grimdark. We are a little bit late this time um, due to a couple of issues, illness, um, me moving to about as far away as I could without being in the same country, which has now led to a really, really fun little issue when it comes to trying to set this up with recording it all through Audacity and Discord and blah, 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 whereby I'm hearing my own voice as I talk and it is terrifying. On the other hand, I can't hear anything. Ooh, it's just my <laughs> voice coming through. Right. Okay. So we have the big FAQ, uh, which has just oh, come out. The fuck! The fuck! The big fuck! The fuck! Yeah. Okay. So, first of all, about damn time. It's about, about damn time. time. That's Starcraft 2 for anyone. Yeah, for those of you underwear. And I'm hype. I'm not hype. I'm happy. That's that's what. Eh. You're eh. Are we eh? Why are we eh? Okay, let's let's just bounce through what the big fact is about. It's the big fact too. Okay, so we have the finalised match play rules that are now actual rules coming out of beta. Uh, So Battle Brothers, which basically means that your detachments have to be from the same codex. But your army can have, you know, the big shared special rule, whatever. A special word. Um, ah, this voice thing's fucking with me. Uh, keyword. That's it. Um, I'm happy with that. Kind of. Ish. I, just, just run through the definition of all of the things, all the changes, and then I'll tell you why I'm unhappy with them. Well, we're going through Battle Brothers first. Because basically, I think before... Well, no, because... Okay, well, just just to explain the rule. Yeah. Uh, Battle Brothers means that everyone within a detachment has to have kind of like the same army keyword. Which can't then... be Chaos Imperium, Eldari, Yanari, or Tyranids. Yeah, because basically what people were doing before is they would cherry-pick the best units from a codex and shove them all in the same detachment. Yeah, which was kind of insane. Which, yeah, it's just ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. Yep. So... I mean, that's a good thing that it's come in. I mean, to my mind, that has it, to be there anyway. It's been a like, beta as a rule. So it's been a beta rule for a while. Um, but the fact that they've said, yeah, this has to be the case, good. Yeah, but what I'm saying there is that, that yeah, that always had to be the case. Yeah. I mean, otherwise, yeah. otherwise we're just into a ridiculous scenario. Yeah. Like, the armies, the armies that people made were actually really interesting because there wasn't the rule of three and people could take anything. And the interesting thing about that was that people would take all the broken units, but sometimes they wouldn't take them in units, you know, in numbers greater than two, mm. even though they could, uh, simply just down to efficiency, which was actually a really interesting thing when you start talking about the broken units from the codices. But anyway, that's that's yeah. a side note. That's a side like, note, but it was quite nice. Uh, the, the most extreme you can get with efficiency is always interesting. Either way, this is good. Um, soup is still kind of an issue, but I don't think we're ever going to get rid of that. And... They've made some steps with other changes to cut down on the like recent imperial soup that rose to be the biggest thing. There's people screaming outside. Sorry. Yep. Uh, <laughs> Somebody may be being murdered, but that doesn't matter because we're talking about. I the wouldn't fact. be surprised. Yeah. Like, this place I'm is outside fun. right now. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's okay. why I'm not surprised. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surrounded by the bodies of twelve. I don't know what you're doing there. Mind. 
Um, oh, okay. <laughs> yep. <laughs> okay, so the next one is psychic focus, which is basically the, the um, when you ever casting spite, it goes up in difficulty in the same thing. Like, that was a great change. Glad it's happened. Now it's official. Wonderful. I mean, Grey Knights. Ah! Ah! ah, ah. Okay, well, I'll, I'll discuss my problem here because okay. my, I have like a big overarching problem which I'll talk about when we cover everything. Uh, but this is a mini problem. And I'm sure I'm sure I've mentioned it before in that smite is the best spell that you can cast because it's mortal wounds like the, the value from mortal wounds is insane. Yes, like, obviously it depends on the occasion. Yep. But when you have mortal wounds, say against demon primarchs or primarchs. Yeah. Uh, it's insane value. It is, but it, smite is still limited to being the closest enemy unit. It is, but before when you could just smite spam all the time. Oh yeah, but that's three, on yeah. five plus. I mean, you may as well, which is just very nice. Um, but my my big problem here with the psychic face, which I'm sure I've mentioned before, is that smite is always the best option, and that by by simply slapping the plaster on and saying you can't cast it without incurring a penalty, does not change the fact that smite is the best thing to cast. Like. In in every scenario, well, I don't available think that's psycho. entirely fair. Like, because now you're more likely to try and have a limited number of psychers with a high impact spells, like buffing something big, uh, rather than just having a bunch of psychers who will smite. Well, no, no, because yeah, his, smite's still fantastic, it, but no, no. But the the other thing to mention is that every other spell can only be cast once a turn, right? Yep. Yep. Ninety percent of the people that have access to psychic powers. Their psyche comes at such a premium of points that you never take them to cast spells. Like, you just don't. Like, maybe you take Miasma of Pestilence if you're Death Guard, but if you're playing Death Guard, it's a struggle anyway. Any competitive list doesn't take psychers whatsoever. The only people this really affects is Eldar. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. And because Tyranids used to be able to spam, spam like crazy it, it, it with It does smite. also affect Tyranids, to be fair, because Hive Tyrants is still the balls. The other balls, um, and the remedy, if you will. <laughs> and the balls suck. I got a remedy. Exactly. Um, and the thing that changes here is that Eldar just get less less efficiency from their psychers. However, they will still be casting Doom, and what's the other one called? I can't remember. Uh, Death Hex, maybe. No, 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 no. no it, uh, it's Doom and Prescience or something. Something like that. Yeah. Anyway, um, the re-roll re failed to hit. It used to be called Prescience. Either way, everyone, you should have been playing with this since they sort of announced it as a beta rule because it's pretty great compared to how it used to be. And, yeah, like, this shouldn't be too much of a shock for you. Like, none of these should be a shock. We'll get, we'll get there. We'll get to the big interesting stuff in a bit. But we have to be boring first. Oh, when aren't we? But... Do you want, do you want to... No, fine, don't save me from that. We're just dull. Targeting characters. Basically, character of the, uh, wounds characteristic of less than 10 can't be targeted if there's a closer enemy unit. Um, the big change from how it was in the Codex, for those of you who play this without the basic rules set, because you're strange like that, um, how it used to be is that if there was a closer unit with 10 wounds or greater in it, so it'd be like a unit of 10 guardsmen, could stop the character behind them being shot only while there were 10. So if you could kill one guardsman, you could suddenly shoot the character, which made it very easy to kill characters. 
this is a great change to make sure your characters don't just die immediately. Any thoughts? And again, that? yeah, it, it's a nice change. Um, yeah. I'd argue this is just a quality of life one. Definitely, yeah. yeah. Um, and it's an interesting thing when I first got my hands on eighth is I questioned when you took a vehicle below ten wounds. Yeah, yeah. Did it then not count anymore? And then, for example, could you then start hiding vehicles with less than 10 wounds? <laughs> Which is an interesting question. Um, so, yeah, I definitely think this is just working out the kinks of things that they just simply left out of 8th edition. But it's a good change that they made. Uh, I would argue that it should have been in there from the start. Yeah. Like It's been a base the, rule the, for ages, but... Yeah. The whole eight pages fetish that they had with eighth edition, like, look, we'll we'll cut out everything. We'll cut out everything that you'll ever need. Uh, is all on these eight pages. Yeah, and that's a lie because they just wanted to make it as small as possible. Yeah, uh, by is. making it as small as possible, you leave so many room, uh, so so much room for error, which they well, are now tripping up on. Weirdly, yeah, like it. Don't worry. It, I was upset there was only eight pages, but it does help people get into the game quicker. And due to the way they are planning on, you know, changing things as they go with two big FAQs a year, at least they are planning on growing it. Yeah, but instead of having one uh, condensed rule book, we now have, okay, you turn up for a tournament. You're going to need five printouts. <laughs> you're going to need a rule book. You're going to need a tattoo on your own forehead, a mirror to read said tattoo. And um, a friend with the same tattoo to verify you haven't cheated. Yeah, exactly. It's just it, it just gets silly, and I mean, for a long time, I I still don't like them. I still don't buy them. But digital copies of the books, like yeah. digital copies of the books, would be the ideal, because then you would only ever have one I, living codex. I did now, actually find about a different game system entirely where all the rules are available online for free for it, and they update it constantly. Like oh I, yeah, there's like Kings of War or whatever. It's like called. Dark Age, which. I, I can't recommend. I haven't played it, but it, um, it's interesting to see other companies do this because it's a far better way of doing things and a far more consumer-friendly way of doing things rather than going, here's a book, it's out of date, or if it's Space Wolves, ha, get fucked. Or if it's 8th edition fantasy, you're not welcome in our shops anymore. <laughs> oh, you, you could have dropped 2,000 oh. English pounds or 2,600 American dollars, or, or 49 4 million American, uh, Australian, Australian dollars, dollars on an army, and you would not be welcome in their shops. Yeah. Like, that blew my mind. That was one of the moments where I was like, fuck GW, so hard. Like, that was almost a hobby-quitting moment, just of the, yeah, you can't play your fantasy in here anymore. They're getting better. Well, but what am I doing? Fantasy is... That's a topic for another day, which we will... It's a topic for another day. Yeah. But anyway... All, all I'm saying, all I'm saying is their fetish for getting it down to eight pages just means in like two years. I mean, chapter approved as well. We have the big FAQ, which is oh, a printout. No, no. Then we have the erratas for your specific army, which yep. is a printout. And then we have chapter approved, which you have to buy. Yeah. And the bigger issue I have with this FAQ is that they've clearly noticed that there are some problematic units, which they're trying to change. Or rather, they realize some problematic strategies, which they're changing by nerfing stratagem, point, uh, stratagem cost are making some more expensive but they've flat out said they are not adjusting any points values in this big faq because chapter approved is coming up which struck chapter me as a yeah uh, i i always knew that was going to happen though. oh no i expected it but i was hoping that they would at least change the most egregious units 
Like, if they decided that one unit was just bonkersly absurd, if they went, okay, we'll nerf him a bit. Kind of like what they did with Gulliman, actually. Where he was so broken at such a low cost that yeah. they went, okay, we'll make him more in line with the other Primarchs, I guess. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, it's problematic. Okay, let, let's go to the next thing. Okay, uh, the next thing is tactical reserves. They've changed how it works. So, basically, it's it used to be that you'd have to have at least half the power level on the board. They now say it has to be half the points, which is a lot better. Power level is jank is all fuck. There's many ways you could abuse that to hide more shit in Deep Strike. They've also changed it so that you can't Deep Strike on the first turn full stop. Which... I really like. I mean, it basically came in anyway when they said that you could only deep strike in your own deployment zone, and why would you be doing that? Well, it did mean that you could have... Like, say you're playing Death Watch because you've been beaten over the head as a child, and I collect Death Watch, don't worry. Um, and you basically just put a bunch of your units into deep strike, primarily to help them survive the alpha strike, and then turn one, they can deep strike and open fire. Um, that's just an easy way of ensuring some of your stuff lives. Uh, this goes, okay, if you want to do strategies like that and improve your survivability against that kind of strategy, or if you want to focus on your own Alpha Strike being good as a result of this, there's now a punishment in that your guys just aren't on the board to begin with. Yeah. I, I still just think, um, it, again, this is just a, a quality of life thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I'm just going to say it, this is something that always used to exist uh, and they changed it for eighth because again the whole let's slim it down to eight pages, eight pages. It, used, it used to be that you can never deep strike turn one anyway unless you have some sort of uh what's techno jankery techno jankery yeah i also any unit that hasn't arrived in the battlefield by the end of the third battle round in a match play game counts as having been destroyed which i actually don't like i i like it in the sense that it encourages worse players to play better because generally speaking you want to have as much stuff on the board uh, to begin with to do the most damage or uh, the earlier stuff comes on the better it is which you know this encourages bad players to do so although uh, i know fuck i know what they've done with this god damn it this is a specific counter to deep striping things like rippers onto objectives in the final round of the game to try and snaffle them without i mean again that that is a uh, a nice bonus, shall we say? But let let's just talk about Necrons for one second. Poor bastards. Okay, the Necrons can hold uh, any amount of units in reserve. Yep. And deep strike them either through Knight's Scythes. It or no longer counts as deep strike. Uh, they've okay, specifically changed it. Yeah, it, it's not deep strikes, but um, they're they're still in reserve. Uh, and the maximum that can come out of each one. Is one unit. So one night scythe can deploy one unit. However, you can use a stratagem yep. to drop two. Yep. Okay. So let's say first turn, you have two night scythes, one monolith, with the intention of dropping three units every turn, right? Yep. Turn one, you lose one monolith, you lose one night scythe. Okay. Yep. But you have six units in reserve. So then with your night scythe, you use the stratagem to drop two units comes to your next turn, it's survived, you move forward, come to use the stratagem again, oh, you're playing Dark Eldar, they counter it, okay, you deploy one unit, 
and now it's the third turn, and the rest of the units are destroyed. Like, and I know that's extremely specific. That's Necrons versus Dark Eldar. <laughs> it's also Necrons. And you're taking transports. All, all I'm saying is that you're going to get you're going to get weird stuff like this turn up. Yeah, like it. it seems it's going to punish people. Yeah, it seems pointlessly punishing in most cases. And in the case of things like um, Rippers turning up at the towards the end of the game, I don't really mind that because it means they've built their army to function in a certain way, and this is cutting down on how you can build your army and being more prescriptive in what your army should be doing, which I tend to disagree with. Just me. Yeah, I mean, they're definitely trying to cut down on the versatility of what you're trying to achieve here. A little bit, just a little bit. And uh, I don't know. I, I mean, to me, someone holding rippers in reserve till the end of turn five, okay, it's a little bit scumbaggy. Not going to say it isn't. Or nurglings holding it till turn five and then dropping because then you have no chance of killing them. However, it also means that you can't have a unit of your own within nine inches of that objective. And you also know that they're going to drop this unit. Yeah, like, there's a whole bunch of play and counterplay that is being eliminated by removing the ability to do this. Yeah, I mean, it, the next stage would be everything has to drop turn two. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, okay, all right. Um, okay, but the next thing we have is a bunch of stuff I really like. Because um, there were a bunch of stratagems, basically, that let you deep strike a unit before the game happened. Um which meant that you could deep strike out of your deployment zone before turn one or set up your guys a bunch of places. And it also meant that um, you could counter-deploy to what your opponent was doing by going, oh, they're in reserve and they're going to be deployed after deployment but before the game begins to counter how you've deployed your army. And they've changed pretty much all of them, if not all of them, to be you deploy your army first, then after they've deployed theirs, you can use the stratagem to move a unit nine inches sorry up to nine inches which is a way better way of doing this and it cuts down on the power of a bunch of stuff like the cultist bomb is now no longer anywhere near as powerful stuff like that like this is a great change hello hello yep yeah, sorry it's just, uh, <laughs> it's just, uh, my internet connection is a little bit spotty yep uh, I, I'm hearing, like, the gist of what's going on. <laughs> the gist. The Deep gist. strike stuff before game now yeah. not work well. It move, yeah. not strike. Okay, I got the gist of the gist. <laughs> <laughs> How many That's gists so can we go? We've got to go deeper. Yeah, we must go deeper. Okay, yeah, what do you think? A couple of extra errators as well, which is fine. Don't mind that. So you're happy with all them? Like it's just that's just a nice quality of life change and nerf some fairly uh, dickish strategies. Yep, I'm fine with that. Okay, the new beta match play rules. This one I'm super fucking hyped for. Prepared positions. The person who has the second turn in the first battle round gets the following stratagem: pay two command points. All units with your army that are wholly within your deployment zone, other than Titanic units, receive the benefit of cover when not in cover. If they're in cover, they're getting no benefit from the stratagem. They're finally trying to find a way of reducing turn one deep... It's not uh, turn one alpha strike nonsense shenanigans bullshit. All of the above. All of the above, which is fantastic. Like, I really like this because the alpha strike is just absurdly good. 
and it will hopefully cut down the amount of times where the game has decided turn one. Um, I, I'm not sure... Well, I did have a think about this, and I was wondering, what if you made it minus one to hit the enemy rather than uh, giving them plus one to their save? Because there's a bunch of stuff that sort of just invalidates the bonus having plus one to your save. Um, and I think minus one would be a better option if a bunch of factions in the game didn't have a natural minus one to hit. Yeah, the stacking would be ridiculous. Yeah, the stacking I mean, on that would be absolutely ridiculously unpleasant. Yeah, so um, much Eldar stuff would be at minus three to hit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, some things would be minus four. Like... Yeah, just ridiculous. And yeah. I mean, Tau, Tau style suits and ghost kills as well. Yep. Let's not forget. Yep. Um, I think this is fantastic. Uh, for two command points to get plus one armor save on everything. Yep. Like, and this is on vehicles as well, and vehicles mm. never normally get a cover save. Like, um, the reason, well, part of the reason why the Knight Stratagems are so fucking amazing, other than because they're also pretty darn great, is that they affect a huge proportion of your army. So you're improving, like, the invulnerable save of one model by plus one, but that model is going to be, like, a third or quarter of your army. So having this affect your entire army is great. Yeah, and I think for two, two command points, it's crazy good value. Yeah, like I, I'm so happy they've done this. Because it just... <sighs> it's trying to take away some of that first player wins nonsense, which is pretty darn problematic. Because when somebody fires with 100% of their force at your 100% and knocks it down to 86% of your force, you're not going to do as much damage, and you're in a losing race immediately if you're both shooting armies. And this counters that. And also, because it doesn't happen every time, um, it means that you can choose not to do it. Because it may be your opponent is just a close combat-focused army. And you just go, well, I'm not going to pay to get that bonus. I don't need it. But it's there, which is fantastic. I think orcs are going to be absolutely massive. Uh, because is this related, or is this just you being excited for October? <laughs> I'm very excited for October, and it is very related. Because it's made of fighting or, and winning. They absolutely are. Because orcs are going to be absolutely monstrous, guys. The new buggies coming, guaranteed, are going to have some good rules. Oh, they're going to be broken as shit because they're a new model. Look what happened to yeah. the Castellan. Yeah, it's going to be great. Um, an orc horde, orc boys, is going to be ridiculously strong. Probably, yeah. Because I believe it's blood axes. Blood axes give them, like, pseudo-feel-no-pain. And you can oh, get the cover and stuff like this. And yeah, anyway, just using two command points to give all orcs plus one to their armor save. Which is going to double it, just to really emphasize how good that is. Yeah, that's going to be crazy value for them. Yeah. And all their buggies and stuff are going to be probably two plus armor saves. Um, which, yeah. it, I mean, it's going to be monstrous. So orcs are going to be Two plus pretty... with this stratagem, to clarify. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Cannot wait for October. Next one is Tactical Restraint. This basically says that command point batteries can fuck off for a brief bit. Like, they're still good, but they're nowhere near as good as they were. Because, um... I'd say they're okay. They're okay now. I wouldn't say they're like it's, particularly You can good. only gain one command point per battle round. Now, battle round, I think that's both. That's both yeah. turns. So that, a potential of ten in a five-turn game. No, no, I think... I think a battle round is both turns. Oh, yeah, sorry, it is, yeah. yeah. So you yeah, have yeah. a chance to gain five in a game, or six. Yeah, 
maybe this stay. is why I don't think it's good. Like, this is why I don't think it's good. Yeah. I I see why they've done it, because especially if you had things like the Imperial Guard one, whenever a stratagem was used on a five plus you gain uh, yeah roll, roll a dice roll a dice for each command point used on yeah. a five plus you gain a command point and especially if you stacked them as well so you had a command you had the imperial guard one and you had a relic for the blood angels to generate more command points it was kind of obscene this now goes if you're gonna do that a you can only have one and b it's not going to be anywhere near as effective as it was it also frees up a bunch of like it frees up a bunch of different play styles because for instance with tau I also collect her. Um, they have the Pure Tide Engram chip, which is on the roll of a six. Whenever any uh, command points are spent, you gain a command point, which before was just a you you should take this. This should be your, I think it's Relic, not Warlord trait. Either way, I think it, it, whichever one it was, you should always take that because it was just the best around. Nothing's going to ever take it down. <laughs> exactly. Um, Whereas this now goes, okay, you now have options because there's no longer a clear winner, which I like. Yeah. I mean, that's, again, that's specific to the town. That's which specific is to the town, but it's true of other places as well. Yeah. I, I just think that a lot of the command point batteries will disappear Yeah, because, let's face it, as we've spoken about many times before, games are normally determined in 1, 2, and 3. Like, Battle rounds one, two, and three. Specifically one and two, like <laughs> one and two, three is the closer. Yeah, I think Death Watch um, may still use theirs simply because they have nothing else available to them. Oh, they they have nothing else to yeah. go for. Like, so the thing is, is, you don't get one chance to gain a command point. You because it's, it's say with the Death Watch is a five plus and five command points, uh, five different stratagems used. You still get to roll for all of them until you get one. So it's not too bad. It's not like you only get one roll and if you don't get it, you're, you're fucked. Yeah, but it's nowhere near. Oh yeah, it's nowhere as good. Oh, it's it's egregious at the minute with some people. Yeah, yeah, and especially I mean, okay, <sighs> ah, fuck. <laughs> let's start talking about the uh, let let's start talking about the um, the community page version. The of community events. page version. Uh, so basically, they say soup is still off the menu. Uh, that's that's the title, and they're saying because of Battle Brothers, there's no such thing as soup, right? This is, this is a bare-faced lie. It's a bare-faced lie. They're saying it's, that you can't soup in detachments, but Imperial soup is still extremely prevalent. It, it's going to be dropping in power a bit, thanks to the changes they make in the stratagem section. Because they've, they've nerfed a few stratagems by increasing them in cost. And there's a few, if not... Okay, okay. no, no, no. They've nerfed five, six... No, five. They've nerfed five in command point value, and four of them applied to Imperium soup. Yeah, and two of them... I mean, three of them Imperial Knights, and two of them are Drukhari. <laughs> Leave the Knights alone. I also collect Knights. I yeah. Um, but no, no, let's just talk about it, yeah. right? Imperial Soup is not made incredible by its command points, right? Mm. Because, and I'll tell you why, and yeah. command point regeneration, mm. is simply because of the Imperial Guard Battalion. Every single Imperium army can take the Imperial Guard Battalion, which yeah. nets you nine command points for yeah. free, yeah. basically. Like, it, it's so cheap, you just take it. It's value. It's in extreme value still, yeah. Okay, but, and what I'm saying there, mm. and that they've increased the, the command points, you know, for a few stratagems for knights and one for blood angels, 
specifically for the assault captains, whatever they're called, smash. Oh, uh, smash captain slam gunners. Smash captain slam gunners. Hold on, hold on, hold fire. And they've upped it by one for each one, right? Yep. But you can still afford them turn one if you take an imperial you gun. Can, you can, but you're not going to be using a bunch of uh, stratagems each turn because you no longer have the extreme regen as well. Because that's part of the no, reason. You, no, you, you still do. Like, okay, the, the generation, yeah. uh, the regeneration yeah. is very important because it meant that you could spam lesser stratagems, right? There'd be a stratagem which is like a 50-50 as to whether you use it. However, if you have regeneration, yes, you use it. Yeah. Because you'll probably get it back, which definitely nerfs the power level considerably. Yep. You know, just saying, it, it does nerf it quite a lot. However, the other thing is that the major stratagems that you will be doing and you always do regardless of regeneration, you're still yeah. going to be able to afford. Yeah. Like the the uh, Deep Strike Assault of the Blood Angels is still very much on the cards. Imperial yeah. Knights are very much still on the cards. Yeah. Um, um, but they're also probably going to then see some points changes in Chapter Approved as well, which will nerf it further. Like, I think we're on the first step of the nerf. And the other step, you have to pay the low, low price of probably 20 quid. Maybe 15 if they're feeling generous to find out. <laughs> Damn it, G-Tubs. Okay. So, anything more we want to say on that before we move on to these stratagems? Uh, yep. There okay. it is. Uh, the other thing I just want to say is that Imperial Soup is so damn good. Uh, the only soup that comes near it is, of course, Eldar Soup. Mm -hmm. Or just Naked Tau. Naked Tau. Naked Tau, which aren't doing great right now. Naked Tau. Guys, but, uh, yeah, if knights keep on being played, Tau will turn back up. Like, yeah, more knights, more Tau. Yeah. Because Tau beat knights. Um, but I just wanted to say that uh, there's been a couple of interesting things that I've seen. Uh, in that, if you make each Xenos army inherently stronger than any one Imperial army, Xenos will come back into the meta. That's true. It would which, have... which is, it, it would have dire, dire consequences on friendly play. Yeah, but they released knights. Like, I was going to say it would have dire consequences, but they released knights as a codex, and that oh, yeah. shat yeah. on friendly play. That, oh, friendly play, play has been crying in the corner ever since knights appeared. But what I was going to say is that this would actually be really interesting if they went down this line, right? Yeah. Because then playing against Xenos, like if, if it was inherently understood, yeah. inherent, I keep saying that, if everyone understood that Xenos was stronger mm. uh, and that you had to sort of band together to beat them. It'd be very thematic. It'd be very thematic, but it forces people's hands. So I'm not yeah. saying do yeah. this. I just want to say I'm not saying do this, but it's just an interesting concept. And the I other just... thing to talk about with Xenos... Yep. is A, they would feel like a threat to the galaxy on the mm -hmm. tabletop, uh, and B, as a Xenos player, you'd feel less uh, flaccid, like, flaccid, shall we say, okay. when it comes I, to I, fighting Imperial. I, like, ooh, I can take knights, I can take this, I can take that, I can spam Imperial Guards, spam in front of me. Oh. Necrons. Necrons are, I think, some of the saddest boys in 40k, other than Grey Knights. But Grey Knights can still bring knights. They can still soup. Yeah, you can exactly. take Kaldor Smogo with oh. any fucking army you want, whereas the Necrons are stuck with a bunch of poorly animated, slowly working robot men Massively that have nothing special about them. 
massively overcosted with none of the synergy that other armies have with other armies. Necrons don't even have that with themselves. <laughs> oh god, they have literally nothing. And then they don't turn up in like anything important either. Like feeling ignored is just the biggest feeling of the Necrons. They do have a new Forge World unit coming out. Which does look very good. It does like Depending on cost. Depending on cost. This was a really weird thing, because we did have someone ask a question of, oh, look, they've just done this. That's not the voice I should use for them. Sorry. Uh, they've that's, just that's, done... that's the GW voice. That's the GW voice. They've just done a video going, hey, look, the Necrons, be interested. And I basically went, look, it's a fucking worthless video that said nothing, does nothing. There's a bit of promotional content for Codex that probably didn't sell well, which I still stand by as the case. But maybe it was to drive up a little bit of hype for Necrons now that they're releasing this new Forge World unit, which does look sexy. The model looks incredible. Yeah. I don't have a lot of hope that they're going to follow up with anything more for the Necrons, though. Oh, no. They're not going to do anything else for Necrons, and I don't think this model's going to be very good. Because it's the kind of thing where it's going to be massively overcosted, and like I would love to see it have a 4-plus invulnerable and quantum shielding. Just... To have it, yeah, you know, cool. just to see cool. it in action and have a great big fuck-off tanky thing doing what Necrons do well, which is huge, overcosted but nigh-unkillable. It'd be cool if it didn't have many wounds as well. Like, it had a 4-plus invun and quantum shielding, but not too many wounds. Like, yeah. I think that that would feel great. Yeah, like... Because you could get lucky and do a lot of damage to it. With a way of regening some. Like, there's a bunch of ways this could be really fucking cool. And it's... Yeah. Probably not going to be, but I'm keeping my eye on it. Like, I have some Necrons, which I lost a bit of hope on with the Codex, but if this turns out to be pretty fucking cool, I would love to build a Necron army around this thing. Because it looks gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous. Okay. That aside, stratagems... Yes, no. You just no. want to talk about the changes here? Well, yeah, like it's they're they're, they're minor, but they're there. Okay. Um, okay, so there's one change to a demon codex rule, which basically I think this was the one where. Oh, they've changed it so basically you can't have an invulnerable save for two plus, which was possible with a Lord of Change with a correct relic. And a spell, I think. No, it was a relic and this stratagem would give it a 2 plus and vulnerable. It's weird they've done this because Lords of Change weren't that good. Chaos Demons generally aren't that good. No. I mean, if you, if you want a full description of why that is, check out the podcast episode. Ha-ha. <laughs> it's <laughs> true, though. It, it, it's in a dire spot. Okay, we have Wings of Fire, which is the Blood Angel stratagem. I can't remember if this is the 3d6 charge. I think it is, because I think the other one... Yeah, ones, I think it is, yeah. yeah. And the other one was nerf, so it's can't deep strike turn one, or before turn one, should I say. Um, the Oathbreaker Guidance System for Knights was changed. This is the one which let the uh, Siegebreaker Missiles target characters. It's gone from two command points to three command points. Because apparently yeah, it was also, really good. I, I refuse to believe it. Well, I refuse to, up until now, to the point where G-Dub said it was a problem. And I've seen other I, players say it was a problem. So I've, I've kind of... I, I think it... No, no, no. It, I think it's a problem in the, the way that we discussed it. Yeah. In that it's a Hail Mary, but it's a Hail Mary that can pay yeah. extremely well. And I guess if you are doing... Well, if you in the Imperial Soup list, how yeah. it used to yeah, work, yeah. it was the kind of thing you would definitely throw out every turn because you had so many command points and you would generate so many. 
So why wouldn't you keep on targeting characters? Yeah, I, I can yeah. see in that list it. That's why, yeah. Fair enough. Oh, yeah, definitely. We didn't have the foresight to realise that you'd build a list of uh, 200 points of guard, a bunch of blood angels, a few knights. Sorry, one knight, a castellan, and... Oh, God. Credit to the person who first came up with that list, though. That list is kind of scary before it was nerfed. Like, the yeah. beauty. Well done to them. Yeah. Uh, we have Order also, of Chan. Sorry? Good God. Good God. What was that? Why we could no, I was just saying that you must really hate your opponents. <laughs> you listen to that. Yeah. True. Uh, Order of Champions got changed. Order of Champions is the one which is the House Raven ability, so you reroll all ones in the shooting phase for that knight, be it damage to hit, um, to wound, etc. They've nerfed it to three command points, which I think is fair. Like, that thing is pretty great on a Crusader. It's obscene on a Castellan. And having this change, yeah, completely fine. I would still use this without command point batteries on my Castellan. Yeah, for turn one, still yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. Amazing value. It's even like re-roll the number of shots your weapon has if it's a one. So it's everything. It's, it's, it's everything. It's fantastic. It's shots, damage, to wound, to hit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, our Darkest Hour has been nerfed to three command points rather than two. This was the House Tyrannis special um, stratum, which on a four plus let them stand back up. Uh, a knight would stand back up on one wound and be still alive, which I didn't think was too much of an issue, but apparently it was. Again, I guess if you're doing the souping idea with a bunch of uh, command point generation, yeah, having knights stand back up pretty reliably is pretty great. Well, I, no, I think this comes down more to the fact that... Um... Like, anyone worth their salt mm. would hold something back to just put one wound on a knight. Yeah. And I think it's in the instances where people wouldn't. Well, I think it does and then the knight stands stand back at the up. end of the phase, I think. Oh, yeah, I'd that's it. The, I believe yeah. it's the end of the phase, though, so it yeah, is very true. bastardy. It's mega bastardy. Like, you have to kill it in the psychic phase to then <laughs> have all your other phases against it. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't... I, and, the, the other thing that it has about the stand back up mechanic is the same thing as Reboot Gilliman in that they stand back up out of combat. It's yep. like, why do you include that in the rule? It's so annoying and because you, they, wouldn't, they wouldn't get to hit because I don't think... The fact you can re-roll as well is also awkward and annoying. It does mean that knights also about uh, standing back up the Necrons are. Yes. Yes, they are. <laughs> fact. Uh, of all the armies that can stand back up, Necrons, the guys who are made to stand back up, Stand back up the worst. Yep. That's, They're not uh, great at it. God. They are not great Damn at it. it. Actually, I think the Sisters of Battle are currently the best Necrons. Are they? Celestine. Oh, yeah. She's the Necron. Yeah. <laughs> Necrons, oh, they cry when they see her. By the way, when Sisters of Battle come out, which is going to be early next year... I don't... Well, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling it's going to be late next year, considering how slow they've been to show anything about them. We've designed some heads... This isn't coming out for another year. <laughs> I don't. Well, okay. All, all the rumors are. Yeah. First and second quarter is Sisters of Battle somewhere in there, which is any time slightly before summer. Yep. Or ju slightly during summer, even. Yep. Um, I could see them definitely being a massive summer release, uh, yeah. because they need a big summer release. I think. Well, I, I would be hoping Emperor's Children. That's because I. You'd be hoping, be. but yeah. I think that'll <laughs> way before Empress Children, way before. Yeah. Weirdly, people in, in people who listen to the rumor bill, which I generally see as being worthless, but now and again it's right. Everyone seems to be thinking Empress Children is next over World Eaters, which shocks me. No, I don't think that's correct. 
I, yeah, I, world eaters have to be next because they're bigger and just more well known. Unless it's going to be like one of pieces where it's like, hey, look, here's something, haha, and then here's the big one. Yeah, the big here's the one models. we actually care about. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I really hope they do Emperor's Children, and if they do release Emperor's Children, I implore as many people as possible to support that and buy them from third parties. <laughs> uh. Oh, well played. Well played. Um, right. Agents of Vect. That has now gone up to four command points in cost. Not only that, they've actually changed how it works as well. So you can't use it if there's no Cabal of the Black Heart units of your army on the battlefield. So... They, I don't think they can even be in transports. So they have to be standing in a ruin somewhere, because you want to try and hide them. And it also can't be used to affect stratagems used before deployment, oh, sorry, before the battle or during deployment. So they're yeah. cutting down the utility of that a lot, and having a requirement to use it. And it's more expensive. And you now can't regen a bunch of the command points. This is good. Yeah, I think it definitely pushes it really far yeah. into being... Very I mean, rarely played. Like, I would say, yeah, definitely very rarely. Which it really needed to be because this is such an unfun thing to play against. Like, it is very, very it's powerful incredible. as well. But the, the actual feel for the other player of, oh, I guess my thing doesn't work. That's it. Like, Yeah, I, I'd argue quite a few of these are just, um, like, feel bad type things such as the night stands back up yeah yeah i mean okay i'm sure that it does change a lot of games because one night on one wound is incredible especially because it's tyrannous so there they can use the um house mechanicum uh because special thing which I lets mean, them operate at full capacity yeah they definitely should have made it they definitely should have made it with uh imperial knights and all that sort of stuff that when you know they have degrading profiles when the knight is on its lowest profile it hits and shoots on fives. Yeah. They should have made it so that it had another bracket where it hits on sixes. Well, when it's one wound. When it's on like one wound or two wounds or three yeah. wounds. So it, it very rarely matters, but it, it's there. Which would be amazing because then you'd have those games where it really comes down to the wire, but the knight isn't like 50% as valuable as he is on full <laughs> wounds. You know, it's like, what? What? Why can't he just be terrible on one wound? It's taken me so much to get him there. Look, knights need help, Henry. They're not very strong. They just they kill everything. Help. That's all they, they have. Okay, now now let's just talk... Let's come back to I, my complaints. Can I quickly say that Necrons have a really niche role now, though? Um, in that they're can the only army that can deep strike turn one. Because they can have the Deceiver... Oh, God. Sorry, I've just broken a knife. Um... Uh, there's a deceiver. He can redeploy up to nine inches away. He can still do that. He can bring models with him, um, including things like monoliths and night scythes, and then have units step out of them. This actually is... Because they've changed it as well, so it's no longer like deep strike. It specifically counts as a disembark, so they can do this turn one. So with Necrons, you can have turn one shenanigans with Necron infantry, which is admittedly still shit. <laughs> so they have that niche, they're just not very good at it. Yeah. 
I mean, you're really hoping for a lot if you think chapter approved is going to make Necrons. I, you know better. what? Because... I live in hope. No, I, I, <laughs> I think, choose I think... to believe they'll perfectly fix Necrons and chapter approved. No, I think the likely outcome of chapter approved is the Tesseract Vault goes up in cost. Yeah, that'll probably be it. They'll just nerf the Tesseract Vault and keep everything else exactly the same. Yeah, I mean, that's that's how I see it going. Okay, but are you done with Necrons? Yep, that, that was the brief little thing. Yep. Uh, okay, so coming back to just my complaints here. Mm -hmm. They made the nerf to Cabal. Uh, they made the nerf to Cabal of the Black Heart. Okay, my assumption here is that his internet has died. The place where he is residing, the internet is somewhat complicated. It's something of like an arcane technology. Literally, think you would have. The um, those chaps on Mars, tech priests, that'd be it, having to do all kinds of ornate rituals to try and summon the internet. Pretty much what you know he has to do to try and make it work, and sadly it's gone. I, I don't know what he was going to say. Like it's tragic, and what's more is he may not know that his internet has died. So he could spend the next five minutes going on this really impassioned talk, and no one will hear it. This also puts me mass. Oh, are you back? Yeah, I don't think it, it went. I was just uh, sat here listening. Oh. <laughs> yeah. What? You went I silent. Know. I assumed your internet died. I tried to fill it. Might have, it might have had a brief brief spasm of death. Oh. But then <laughs> it's just, I didn't want to interrupt. It was, it was a lovely speech. Also, your internet is better at reanimating than Necrons. It certainly is. It only needs to turn one deep strike. That is it. And then, oh my god, fuck it. No, they they also reanimate. Uh, uh, I, okay, I would be kind of tempted to try and build a list, which is the Deceiver and like two Night Scythes with like two units of, no, sorry, three units of ten Immortals tucked away inside them. And then you like turn one. For what point and purpose, Mr. Turner? I know, but that's the thing with any necrodalist. You sit there and go, why are you doing that? I, yeah, I haven't really got any justification. <laughs> I like robots, I guess. That's it. Like, make necrons playable, for fuck's sake. But with this new robot that's coming out for them as well. Oh, that thing looks uh, I, I, don't think, I don't think it changes anything because they already had the ghost arc, which is point for point one of the best anti-tank units in the game. Yep. Uh, being overtaken by the uh, the Knight Dominus, of course. The Castellan. The Castellan. The Castellan the is an absolute beast of tank anti-tank. Yeah. Like, ridiculous value of anti-tank. To the, the point where, if Chapter Approved doesn't heavily nerf the price of that Dominus, uh, I'm going to be pretty upset because they have to. It's so good. You always take one. I'm perfectly always. happy with its points cost right now. I'm sure you are. Not okay. because I own one. Uh, yeah. To be fair, if if this new big boy does have quantum shielding, it does then shit on the Castellan. Yeah, it does, but that's extremely niche. Like, if you're taking Necrons versus a Castellan, <laughs> yeah, great, you you beat that one unit, kind of, but the rest of your army's dead. <laughs> you know, 12 oh. models of it. Yeah, it's just, oh, this is a fun interaction. Oh, well, I've died. <laughs> See, like... I look at it and think, like, you know, if this costs, like, 500 points, has a similar, like, knight's stat line with a 4+, and with quantum shielding, maybe it gets played. Maybe, but then it's just, like, a worse knight. Yeah, that's exactly what it so... is. 
I mean, what, actually, no, sorry. It, it's a slightly better knight because it has quantum shielding. Like, in knight versus knight games, it will win. It depends on what its uh, other guns are. Like, I'm very interested to see what its other loadout options are. Because it, it, that the main gun they've shown off isn't bad. Like, it's still pretty good. It's certainly not bad. It's pretty nice. If it has nice. a bunch of Tesla on it, then that's it. We're set. We're golden. Necrons, we're not back in the game, but we have a cool model. Uh, <laughs> Oh yeah, I find it really interesting if Necron vehicles could get some sort of way that they could electrify themselves and units they're in close combat with. Um, Which just sounds weird, but it sounds fun. There is some way of doing that. I oh, know. Anyway, anyway. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Massive tangent because of your internet. You were saying about the nerf to the cabal something. Yeah, I, I was just going to say with this whole um, agents effect stratagem. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all you have to take is like a unit of bikers or something as a tax to then use it turn one. And yeah. bikers are cheap and bikers aren't terrible. Yeah. Um, but the. Uh, oh no, it just says Cabal of the Blackheart units. So you yeah. could have a transport with the keyword. You can, yeah. But you'd have to pay um, one command point to have that or have a detachment of them, etc. Like, this is just going to well, change though. Because I think before you could just have like one transport with some dudes in it, enough to make a detachment, then keep it in reserve, and then use uh, uh, the uh, agent's effect whenever. Like, there's a bunch of dumb shit you could do. Which has been yeah. fixed with this, which is good. But all, all I was going to say is that the uh, Eldari armies that use this, they would just simply migrate to taking more offensive powers and stuff like that. So I, I don't think it has a tremendous effect. I don't think it like uh, reduces the power level too much of these armies. It just requires them to play in a different manner. I think which it is makes more interactive. Yeah, and it makes um, these Eldar armies worse against Imperium. Which, and then they've slightly nerfed Imperial Soup, but one very specific variant of Imperial Soup. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think Imperium is going to still be top dog. Well, obviously, uh, it has the most but, stuff to draw from. And it's getting more stuff as time goes on. So it's always going to be the top dog. Yeah, because... but I think Eldar are going to be relegated to gatekeeper duty Possibly. of just keeping people out of the top tier. Then again, at some point, the uh, Euphrain Codex is coming out. What's the name? Oh, the yeah. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. Soul it's going to The Soul Bell Codex. When that comes out, there'll probably be a massive... Oh fuck! I I can't. I'm busy. There's no. I. Someone's wanting to let them in, and I can't. Um, that's their problem. Anyway, anyway. Uh, anything else we have to discuss from this? Uh, the big. Yeah, I'm already sure what's going news. on here, but um. <laughs> Look, back okay, back I... to the important stuff in life. Anything else from the big FAQ we really want to discuss? Yes, big FAQ stuff which upsets me. Mm-hmm. Demon summoning. Demon summoning has not been touched upon. It is one of the shittest things in the edition. Yeah. Um, yep. Simply because there's no fluff reason to do it. Well, okay, there, there is a fluff reason to do it, but there's not a gameplay reason. There's no incentive. There's no. I mean, it's certainly not broken, which is great. It's That's fantastic. Like in seventh, it certainly was. In yeah, the but it, it's, it's not was, broken. But... but it's just it's so useless. It's mm. so weird. It's so out of place. I don't think it's something I'm... you can fix, though, really. Like, I, I'm glad they have the rules for narrative games where you, if you want to, you can go like, oh, all the demon summoning, great. 
but it does also mean that just no i i think i think the way that they should change it is that uh they should say that all chaos armies can take say 20 percent of the total points cost they can take that as an allotted demon points value right and then from that pool of demon points they could summon units right Mm. so say you have 60 points and you summon a unit of 10 plague bearers okay your points limit is now zero but you have your plague bearers plague bearers then die you could then summon another 60 point unit okay with the stipulation that you can only have a certain percentage of your main force and now what that does because demons are mostly shite anyway yes um it means that it doesn't change the mechanic of the one turn two turn victory versus chaos it doesn't really change much against chaos i don't know like if you think of the thousand suns list which runs a bunch of demon princes and a bunch of plague bearers um you do have a source of getting a bunch of plague bearers out to keep on restocking the numbers especially if you put them close to the front which admittedly the enemy can choose who they target um but you then a uh, if you're going against a smite spam army like your Rome, this is fantastic against it. You also have the issue of when it says the 20% of your army can be summoned demons, you then have to differentiate between summoned demons and demons that start on the battlefield, etc. Which is going to get complicated and people are going to cheat pretty quickly. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, but the, the other thing that I would do, just for fun's sake, mm. is my idea of demons summoning would be demon bombing. So you summon a unit of demons in an area... Yeah. And then all units within a certain distance of them, friendly and enemy, just take wounds, just take mortal wounds. So you, you use your demons offensively to cause, you know, it doesn't have to be a lot. It could just be like a pseudo smite. You basically want to include telefragging into 40k. <laughs> I think it'd be fun. <laughs> it'd be a lot of fun. Yeah, I, I could see that. And then that, that would give summoning a place, whereas at the minute they haven't even touched it yeah, with, but... um, like the big FAQ without. Like you, it means that we're probably going to have to wait till Demon Codex 2 or maybe Emperor's Children or something like that before they actually change. Well, they have new models coming out for Age of Sigma demons as the Neshi demons, which are probably going to find their way into the Emperor's Children Codex and they're probably going to be pretty fucking great because they're new models. Okay, and the other thing about a lot of this is it's kind of like patch notes from a game, right? Because it is. It is very much so. But a lot of the changes are way too general. Like, I do like the fact that they're tackling stratagems, specific stratagems. Well, like, yeah. that's nice because they are identifying that there's a problem with these. Yep. But the thing is, well, it's just like with the, um, say, for example, the if any unit's held in reserve at the end of turn three, they're destroyed. Yeah. Um, that's just like a big, like, general sweeping statement for everything. Which cuts down on some... It cuts Which down on one specific on like fragment, certain thing. they believe was a problem, but also just eliminates a bunch of fringe case strategies, which weren't a problem. Yeah. No, it's just... Um... I know, it, it, it's a trend which I don't like. I like specific results i don't like it when they're like okay gray knights are really strong let's just nerf deep striking that's that's not a good solution and as a result gray knights are way out of the meta oh, gray knights are, gray knights are just bad. pretty darn bad 
uh, and things like smite, you know, oh, smite spam. Oh, we just slap this general rule on top of it. Yeah, okay, it makes the problem go away. It there's does. A, there's a specific solution to the smite spam problem, though. It is specific to smite, but my, as I've said before, smite is just way too good in of itself. Yeah, yeah. And that's that's the real problem, not that you can cast it these multiple times and then, uh, I don't how, know. How do you feel about... Um, oh, there's no real way of doing that. Having more widespread, lower quality smite. Like, you know how the Thousand Suns, if it's not a character, only causes one mortal wound, uh, but it causes D3 in the role of um, a 10+, plus, otherwise known as the Grey Knight version of uh, smite. Yeah. Uh, if there was more widespread and only better characters had availability of the D3 smite to try and promote um, other spells. Other spells, yeah. 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 And the other trouble you have is that, uh, just again, the pricing for all the units across every codex you can look at. Yeah, the, the pricing is just not being touched here because they want to make money. Yeah. 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 But, but what I was going to say is just that the, the price point for all your different units. Mm. A Psyker costs, let's say, for the Death Guard one, around 130 points. Yep. For which you get a guy that is not going to contribute anything but um, a little bit of magic a turn. And that's about it. Like, minus one to hit on one unit a turn. You're yep. paying 130 points. Yeah. Can't cast it on Mortarion. Or maybe you can. I can't remember. Either way. Or you can pay 160 points for a nigh killable tank... That is going to do horrendous amounts of damage. Yeah. And this is a massive problem that 8th has. It's like the price point between infantry and vehicles is a massive issue. And then the whole thing where they've kind of blended wounds together. So vehicles are just high wound models. Yeah, yeah. Uh, again, it kind of compounds this issue of, okay, but where do we draw the line? You know, so for a balance point of view, vehicles are just ridiculously... Um, cost-efficient, some of them. Some, some of them. them. And then you have the same thing with infantry, where they're just ridiculously cost-efficient that you never take vehicles. Or you play Necrons, and your infantry are so wildly overcosted. I mean, the warrior's not bad. Let's the warrior's not bad, to be fair. They has a shit I mean, kit, so you don't want to get it. Yeah, they need to update the kit. I really hope they bring new boys in in October, which I know they won't, um, but they need to. They really yeah. do. And something that does kind of annoy me is I see a lot of people saying that the orcs don't need new kits. That's which uh, Hold on. It annoys me because, yeah, okay, I, I appreciate that they like the original kit. I do. Mm. I appreciate mm. that. However, there is a metric abundance of that old kit. Like, you can buy orcs anywhere. eBay, of people in the street, people that don't even collect Warhammer. You could walk up to them and slap them in the coat, and a box of boys will fall out. Pretty much. They're just so widespread. That's, that's not a euphemism for anything else. <laughs> that would be crude. You know, but if you've got new models, we could have sexy orcs. And I don't mean in a weird <laughs> way, but in a very fungal good way. No, but, uh, okay. It would be like saying that the Tau shouldn't have got new Fire Warriors in 2015. They shouldn't have. They did. They got a better kit with more options and more stuff could be done with it. It was better quality. But they shouldn't have, though. They just absolutely shouldn't have. Why would you need better models? When you Why would you ever want new ones? models? Let's all just go back to the fucking pewter models, all right? Yeah, they were go, gorgeous. Uh, let's just go way back. Everyone's power fists was embedded in their hip. 
Speak to Especially any Chaos player. They hate it when they get new kits. Chaos oh, yeah. I really hate that. Same... I really hate that. When when new Death Guard came out, I was like, this is this is awful. This is absolutely awful. Mm. Yep. You wished you'd went back to having the wildly overcosted metal kit, which was kind go of back shit. Even, go, go back even further. I just want all my units to be cardboard cutouts from White Dwarf, you know? <laughs> I mean, uh, hell, I mean, people talking about different models that they do and don't like, you know, whatever. The Orc model is out there. If you want it, you can get it. Yeah. I want new models. I hope they come out. And if you're really concerned about models, if you're really concerned about the cost and all this stuff, you can just make paper templates. You could just buy the books and play with paper te templates. Like, there's yeah. nothing stopping if you, you doing that. If you want to argue the cost efficiency of this hobby, you shouldn't be in this hobby. Like, this is I a think money that... sink. That, this that is question a horrific, is horrific, horrific money sink. I, no, I don't think it's horrific money sink. I think it's a great money sink. But that's because I'm already in. I'm <laughs> so far down the, the rabbit hole. Yeah, it's too Terror late. Terror have... turn to you and say, "Mate, you need help." Exactly. I'm in the bargaining stage. I'm like, no, it's a good investment. Oh, it's we've a been good there. Investment. We've been there. That was. We yeah. we legitimately had a day where we just went. I was like, okay, I just want to pick up. I think it was some glue. He wanted to pick up some paints. We left having spent about £100 each. And we spent the rest of the day bargaining as to how... No, no, it was a good choice. Like, I mean, it's, it's, it's value that we bought all of this stuff. Like, you know, it was a good to investment. Fair, we did get great. we did get great value. We did. We got fantastic value. the investment value. is there. It's like there's the kill team the asset kit. is only going to appreciate. boxes, an additional box of those things, some more Tau... Um, you didn't even get the paints. You got everything else. You paint. didn't get what you came for. But it was such horrific value <laughs> that I had to do it. <laughs> I had to not get the paints to achieve that to level. To achieve the value. Of value. Huh. Right. We've covered the big FAQ. We have, we have some time left. The big fuck. Got to get that noise to it. Is there any other like minor things that have been bugging us about this whole thing as of late? Anything interesting? Anything fun? I don't think there's anything interesting or fun as of yet. However, however, October is on the horizon. Yeah. The rumors of October have all but dried up. Like yep. we we got all the faction differences. We got all the, okay, there's a new buggy game coming. There's a new buggy kit coming. There's been nothing more about October. Yep. The other thing that's been said is that there is no Prime Orc coming. Okay. There's no Gasgol new kit. I mean, well, no, there might be a new Gasgol uh, kit, but he's not going to be a Prime Orc. Yeah. Uh, which I hope isn't true. I hope that they're going to update the boys. I hope I they're going to get Gazzy, new buggies. I want to see Gazzy, I want to see... Gazzy like smashing dicks off of anything, but that's down to my fan fiction. Yeah, that's that's the slash fiction at work. Yeah, it is. Um, so yeah, I, I think there's really exciting stuff to come from October. Uh, I'm kind of holding off on my orc army at the minute because I mean I do have orcs ready to go. You have two thousand like, points worth of orcs just lying around waiting. No, for no, no. Aid. No, no, no. Here's the thing. I have 2,000 points of supplementary orcs, okay? <laughs> I, have, I have everything that goes around the core of an army. I don't have an army per se, 
right? Unless the stomper gets <laughs> incredibly buffed. <laughs> I do not have a core of my army, which is the big problem with my orc army. Like, I could just field a load of supplementary stuff and it would be the weirdest game ever. It's like, what What do I even... What are I we doing seen, here? I've seen one battle report involving a stomper. The man lost very hard. Yeah, that's because it's a thousand points overcasted. <laughs> <If it was, laughs> it costs it was, a thousand. If, if it was for free, you'd be questioning why you have it. <laughs> it just takes some space on the table, which I need for more boys. You always need more boys. Um, the Kevin Spacey line of questioning. Hot damn, that topical humour. Okay, we could... We can end it here, or we can launch into a Necromunda fan service. No, I, I think the Necromunda needs to, needs to have its own dedicated episode. Because we need to pay the piper. Fact. Jimmy Watson... <laughs> has a big Johnson <laughs> fact <laughs> we love Necromunda fact yep. uh, ne Necromunda needs an entire episode dedicated to it dedicated to the love we have and we need to really break down why we love it and we need to convince people of our love and convince them that they need this love in their life but they also love Necromunda they're just not aware of it yet they're just not aware of it and it's the way that they're dressing which means that Necromunda likes them <laughs> <laughs> and on that on that extremely provocative <laughs> somewhat controversial point somewhat controversial point that's the end of the Brothers Grimdark podcast it's a good night from me and a good night from Alan <laughs> I don't know if I've lost him I think I've been lost it's unpleasant when it happens to you isn't it Oh, God.